You are listening to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast, a show by personal trainers for personal trainers. It's time. It's time to become a better trainer, get more clients, and change more and lives. Change more lives. And now, here's your host, the head coach and founder of Fitness Mentors, Eddie Lester. Hey guys, welcome to Fitness Mentors Certified Personal Trainer Podcast, episode number 23. Today I wanted to talk about program design for the personal trainer as it relates to in-person training and online personal training. So we have to understand that program design is one of the key pieces of, you know, really what guides our clients through the process of exercise towards a specific goal. And when we think about the difference between in-person training and online personal training, it's really not going to be too much different aside from the fact that you're really completing assessments either online or in person. So when we think about that process versus uh, online assessments uh, versus in-person assessments, you aren't quite as able to to do as many assessments online as you are in person. And so therefore, the tracking of your client's results needs to be different. What does that look like? Basically, you're going to have to, as opposed to doing, we'll say like a, a skinfold caliper method body fat assessment, you might more have to go off of something like a before and after photo and really keep it more simplified in the how or what it looks like when they achieve their goal. But aside from assessments, it gets pretty dang similar when you think about creating a custom program for an online personal training client or an in-person training client. So today I really wanted to go over, you know, kind of just the basic process of program design. And uh, a lot of this is pulled straight from our program design specialist certification. Uh, That is under our continuing education tabs on our site. Uh, But it's really about uh, taking your programming and making it very science-based and driven. So when we think about, you know, what really guides the uh, program design, it's really going to be the client's goals. And obviously, as we know, people adapt to exercise. So uh, really, when we think about that, uh, you really have to start to think about, you know, what adaptations do my clients need and how can I provide them the best method of getting there through exercise? So we'll definitely, whenever we get to start or start to talk about program design, we always bring up the word periodization. Periodization is basically says that you will get used to the same exercise, uh, over time. And basically in that sense, when we start to think about the general adaptation syndrome, you're really focused on the shock phase, which occurs maybe for the first one to two weeks and someone's really not used to an exercise and they're very, we'll say even uh, excessively sore because that's the response to that exercise. Then you have the adaptation phase, uh, which is really going to be somewhere in that three to four weeks in which they start to get used to, slowly get used to that program and their actual uh, output has increased because they're more adapted to it. And then you have the plateau phase, which usually happens anywhere from about four to six weeks in which you, the body fully adapts and there's no further benefit from that exact program. So when we think about periodization, why do we do periodization? It's really to avoid plateau. And when we think about plateau, once we get to plateau, that means you need to change up the exercise. Otherwise, there is no further benefit from the body. So uh, when we think about periodization, it basically means we're breaking up our programs into pretty much four week increments 
Uh, if you're very advanced in fitness, you might even go more the two to three week increments of switching it up. But for uh, most personal training clients, I'd say 95% of them, uh, that and they're mainly focused on normal goals, not we'll say extreme athletic goals. Uh, a four week program per program periodized is going to be a great way to go. So when we think about that, it's really just about, you know, how do you create a program that's new and unique to the individual? Well, any program that they've done in the past, if it's been more than I'd say three to six months, they can repeat and improve upon that. But the one thing that you don't want to do is really just continue with the same program or the same exercises or the same cute variables over, uh, we'll say one program to the next to the next, because your body needs to adapt. So when we think about program design, program design is about choosing acute variables that lead to the proper response that will lead to your client's goals. So when we think about the acute variables, I'll run through them really quick. But when we create a program, it's about choosing these acute variables as they relate to the client's goals. So we have repetitions, we have tempo, uh, we have sets, we have time under tension, uh, we have our load, which is the weight that the client is lifting. Uh, you have your rest period. And then uh, even beyond that, you have the type of exercise that they're doing. Um, also, you have to think of the exercise order, the order in which you program the exercise. And um, you know, also basically the total training volume. When, when you think about these specific acute variables, <clears throat> certain acute variables lean more towards, we'll say, a weight loss goal. Uh, other acute variables might lead more towards hypertrophy and gaining muscle. And then other acute variables might lead more towards power or even strength. So um, you guys have gone through this in your personal training certifications, but um, really just the, the ones that I kind of want to point out that are most important for you to choose as a personal trainer are really going to be these five, which uh, basically will allow you to kind of kind of just choose these and get going. So how many repetitions is your client doing? Okay. Uh, based on specific goals, you should have a number in mind. If they're a brand new client um, or they're going for weight loss or just a simple goal that doesn't include strength, hypertrophy, or power, your rep range is typically going to be above 12 and I'd yeah, but a 12 to 20, 12 to 30, um, just really above that uh, hypertrophy mark, which is somewhere around that, yeah, 12 to 20 range. If you're looking more for a client to gain muscle, you might be in that, you know, 8 to 12, 6 to 12 range, in which really it's taxing the, uh, you know, glycolytic system uh, of the muscle, therefore forcing, ex or we'll say, excessive muscle damage because you've increased the load um, and allowing the muscle to, uh, we'll say, adapt through growth in strength and in size. Um, and then when you think about the uh, uh, power and strength, if your client has those types of goals, that's when you're more focused on the one to five rep ranges. So obviously, when you think about creating a program, uh, right there, you can switch up three different types of programs uh, just by choosing a rep range. Okay, next we have tempo. Tempo is basically going to be, as you know, the total time it takes to do one repetition. Different tempos align with different goals as well. When we think about an example tempo, maybe something for a, uh, a brand new client, you might want a slow tempo, something maybe like a 4-1-1, a 4-2-1, uh, basically four seconds uh, eccentric 
two seconds paused and then one second uh, uh, concentric. That's basically how you're reading tempo. So like a 4-2-2 is four seconds eccentric, two seconds iso isometric, and then uh, two seconds concentric. That's an eight seconds to do one repetition. That's a very slow tempo. That's more geared towards the endurance uh, and we'll say lighter or basically the yeah, lighter loads more towards that uh, uh, strength endurance and even stability elements of training. If your clients have those goals, they should have longer tempos. Uh, when we think about moving tempos more towards the hypertrophy, uh, you can keep a moderate to tempo is typically accepted. Um, something around the, you know, we'll say 202, uh, 211, uh, 101. Those are all acceptable for hypertrophy. Uh, that's focused on that kind of middle levels, uh, you know, levels two, four, and five uh, of the form model, which is our model. But um, the, yeah, and then when we start to think about maximal strength and power, that's when you're really focusing on explosive concentric tempos. Okay, you can go a little bit slower on the uh, other types of tempos are like uh, eccentric. You can do a slow eccentric and then a power uh, on the concentric if you want. But basically you want to move more fa or faster with if a client is focused on power and strength. Um, obviously sets, guys, it's just a given number of repetitions. The set range does matter when you're focused on gaining muscle. You obviously want a larger number of sets. Uh, when you're focused on, we'll say, just general stability and maybe a muscular endurance, that's where you're more looking for a lower range of sets with multiple different exercises that challenge the stability of the body. Um, super simple there. Obviously, higher number of sets for a more well-trained individual, things like that. Uh, and then we have the last one is going to be load. Load is going to be important because you really want to focus on safety with your client, uh, as well as certain loads are more geared towards uh, certain goals. Heavier loads are obviously more geared towards strength and power. Uh, lighter loads are more towards that stability and muscular endurance. And then hypertrophy has that middle load that really taxes uh, the body uh, to more towards that failure point uh, of the load under 12 reps, okay? Um, so when we start to think about, you know, what does all of this lead to? How do we create an effective program? Um, in our program design specialist, we, we really emphasize the fact that, that if you have a certain goal, you stick to the parameters associated with that goal, okay? Um, and, you know, when we start to think about what does that look like, uh, you if, let's say somebody has a stability goal, it's very simple. Okay, what is the uh, rep range? Well, I'm going to choose a 12 or we'll say 15 reps per, for every exercise. Uh, then what is the number of sets? I'm going to do... Uh, one to three sets of two different exercises, or I'm gonna let's say I'm gonna do two sets of two different exercises per body part, um, and then you're gonna go to the load, uh, or we'll say that the actually the 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 tempo, uh, the tempo then is going to be slow and controlled, so maybe like a four one one, a slow eccentric, one second pause, and then a one second concentric. Uh, then you have to go to the rest period uh, because it's not too taxing on the body because it's a slower and uh, we'll say maybe not as as difficult to uh, to the muscle. We're going to do a shorter rest period, something around the, we'll say 30 seconds in between sets. Um, and that's really, guys, how you're going to create a program. Very simply put, uh, all you have to do to create an effective program towards a goal is find out what the goal is and then pick acute variables to match that goal. Then how do you get creative with your exercise or with your, uh, with your programs is modify the exercises. If your client does a specific set of exercises during one program, 
The next program should be pretty much all brand new exercises because you know for a fact that is going to create different demands for uh, the body. So just these are just some simple tips here when we start to think about, you know, everyone freaks out when it's like, oh, how do I put together a program? Not everyone, but uh, uh, when we think about online training, they, they think, or some trainers think it's so much different uh, than regular in-person training. If you're creating a, a customized online personal training program, you're gonna go through just like you do with your normal clients. How, how do you get them towards a goal? By programming acute variables that lead to that goal. Guys, any program that gives someone a great or a great resistance workout, a cardio workout, and has good nutrition will typically get them to their goal. Don't freak out when it comes to thinking about your program being perfect. Get an exercise on paper, choose the acute variables that match their goal, and boom, you're good. The only other thing that we have to think about is going to be the, uh, we'll say, types of exercise as it relates to the specific goals as well. When we think about power and strength, we want more stable exercises. So sitting and or, uh, you know, we'll say, or stable uh, exercise tools uh, or stable equipment like a barbell for doing strength exercise is a very stable sort of uh, uh, tool to use. But if you're thinking more towards the uh, stability and muscular endurance levels of training, you have to really think about the uh, unstable elements like a BOSU ball, a stability ball, resistance bands, uh, things that might not be as stable are used. And those exercises that match st stabilizing or the exercises that have stabilizing elements are definitely more geared towards the stabilization phase. Or uh, you could even say fat loss is great for uh, more stabilization style exercises, um, depending on kind of uh, your approach. But uh, yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, guys, if you're eating well, you're exercising both cardiovascularly and through resistance training, you're going to lose fat. So when somebody wants to lose uh, fat and gain muscle at the same time, you can put them in a hypertrophy program and they would see great results as long as their nutrition and cardiorespiratory uh, exercise match, or we'll say are up to the uh, task. So when we think about these types of exercises, what types of equipment are great for, uh, we'll say, coordination, postural control, skill development, like the GPP phase or stabilization training. You have like PVC pipes, exercise boards, uh, even some body weight, uh, lighter dumbbells. Uh, when we think about balance, we think about the medicine ball or a, a, a stability ball, a balance disc, a foam pad. Uh, when we think about uh, more stabilization elements, uh, your basically, uh, you know, a TRX is also a great tool. Uh, when we start to think about speed, agility, and more power, that's when we start to think about different exercise tools like the agility ladder, maybe boxes, uh, uh, you know, cones for doing drills, um, even even sometimes kettlebells or barbells for ma mainly like Olympic lifting styles. And then uh, when we think about hypertrophy, we want stable exercises with stable exercise tools. So hypertrophy is the most commonly known, we'll say, types of fitness tools because that's where uh, a lot of res resistance training has its roots is in more bodybuilding style, hypertrophy style exercises. So your barbells, your dumbbells, your cables, your kettlebells, your uh, strength training machines, those are going to be geared towards hypertrophy and even strength. Okay, and when, when we start to think about strength, it's about the stablest, or the stablest exercise tools and the stablest exercises possible. So barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, uh, you know, uh, stones, kegs, tires, things like that. Those are more geared towards strength. And then the final thing I wanted to touch on today, when we think about program design in general, is the exercise order. 
a lot of people don't inc incorporate exercise order uh, as often as uh, you could in a sense. When we think about exercise order, what is the primary goal of the client it, uh, as far as achieving a body part uh, uh, positive look? Or a look on uh, maybe their arms. So let's say a, let's say a client says, "Oh, I I, I want to lose fat. I want to gain some muscle, but I really want you know broader shoulders." Okay. When we think about exercise order, exercise order means exercise one, day one. You should be focused on that particular uh, uh, exercise, or as or the exercise that would build those broader shoulders. If we remember every exercise that you do in sequential order, the further exercises along the path are slightly affected. So if somebody has the primary focus of building a broader shoulders, you should be doing the, uh, we'll say pull-ups and an overhead press first in the workout as opposed to, and first in the workout and first in the week, because that's when they're going to be the least tired and have the most training effect on those muscle groups. So exercise order does matter. It's not a, one of the primary things, but it does matter when it, when it comes to uh, also, you know, just paying attention to what your client wants and then doing that first so they know that you've listened to them as well. All right, guys. Um, so when we start to think about, you know, how can you put together a great program uh, for an online training client, uh, follow the form model, if for those of you that are fitness mentors certified, uh, or follow the OPT model, if you are NASM certified, follow the ACE IFT model, if you're ACE certified, um, we basically have created a way or these, 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 uh, models create basically a, uh, a direct sheet that you can just look at and say, okay, I want to pick, uh, or my client wants to achieve fat loss. Okay. That means probably level one or two GPP level for us or muscular endurance and boom, uh, go across, pick the rest or, or sorry, the reps and the tempo, pick the time under tension, or that's basically related to the reps and tempo, pick the number of sets, pick the rest period, pick the load. Uh, how many workouts per week can they perform? And then uh, how many exercises per body part are you doing? That's a way that we uh, encourage programming uh, with the form model. Okay, so just basically go through with any new client that you have uh, based on their assessments. Uh, you also need to keep in mind, maybe they might have some corrective exercise that needs to be done. Include those in their warmup or their cool down for corrective exercise and then have the resistance training part of the program be very based on their goals relative to the training effects of uh, the acute variables and programming. All right, guys, that's going to be it for today's podcast. Hopefully you just got a little bit more confidence when we start to think about uh, putting together a program, but when it really comes down to it, guys, you need to focus on listening to your client and then just creating a simple, the simplest program that can lead to their goal achievement. Don't get crazy with the acute variables. Pick something that you know will work for them and is easy to achieve and you can always progress based on their feedback. So once again, you know, as an online trainer, as an in-person trainer, just slowly progress every week, change up the exercise program every four weeks and you keep up those things with a, a decent cardiorespiratory program and solid nutrition and maybe even some solid a solid recovery program like effective sleep and uh, some flexibility foam rolling things like that uh, that's really going to lead you to your client goals so when you really think about about success as a personal trainer get something on the books progress them progress them periodize change up the program every four weeks and you're good to go all right, guys, thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to comment below if you're on YouTube. 
Otherwise, shoot me an email, eddie at fitnessmentors.com. Uh, you can also feel free to call us or me almost any time. I'm the one that typically answers the phone because I love hearing from you. Uh, 424-675-0476. And I uh, hope to hear from you soon and enjoy all of these amazing tips on our site and through our podcast below. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. As always, thanks for listening to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast. You can learn more about fitness mentors at fitnessmentors.com. Be sure to share this podcast on social media. And remember, we are here to help you succeed.